Well, I'm so glad you joined us today. This morning starts an emphasis for us in the month of August. We're going to be ministering God's power to heal. And uh, we're going to start this morning and then tonight uh, I'll be speaking. And then next Sunday night, Suzanne Cox will be speaking. The next Sunday night, Pastor Mark. The next Sunday night, Pastor Jeremy. And I want you to join us for this time. We're going to be... I can't remember seeing in my ministry what I would consider such a strategic attack in in sickness and health um, and the lack of health in a, in a church and ministry. And I just felt started a couple months ago. It's time. It's time for us to gather together as a church and push back on it and ask God just to do supernatural things. So I'm so excited this morning. Pastor Cox, no stranger to you, is coming in just a minute to minister. And as I was thinking about today, I've looked forward to this for so long. Um, when we were receiving the offering a minute ago, uh, Johnny Noblin came down, as he always does when he's standing there, and he put his hand on my shoulder, and I hear him. Every time he comes in, he puts his hand on my shoulder, and he prays for me. And it just gave me a picture of what's happened here. 35 years of strong and sacrificial ministry has brought us to this point. And, and all that we've done this year has been to the, um, a reflection of those 35 years. That's really what it is. I was thinking about when you have, we all, all ministers have performed a series of weddings. There's a point in the wedding when you say, who gives this woman to marry this man? The dad says, her mother and I. And he takes the hand of his daughter and he puts it on the hand of his son-in-law. And I thought about Johnny's hand on my shoulder. And I, and I thought about what you did. You, you took the hands of prayer and support that were on you for 35 years, you pulled them off, and you put them on to me. And, uh, and I'm so grateful. And uh, this, this has been a remarkable year for us. And I can't tell you how grateful I am for the year that we've had together. And, uh, and it's because of the things you've done. And I'm so excited to have you here. Would you come now? Would you welcome... Pastor Ron, as he comes and ministers this morning. Praise the Lord. Wow. A month of miracles, a month of believing God to do what you cannot do for yourself. This is what I'm all about. It's hard to believe that it's been... Over a year since we transferred the baton. One year ago. Time moves, doesn't it? I'm so proud of you, Jay and Stacy, in your taking the legacy and, and handling it with God's wisdom and care and moving this church forward. This church has made strides over this last year. You're the talk of, of our churches that something could operate so smoothly and move forward. This is Suzanne and I's church. We give to this church. We believe in this church. You may give more than we give, but you won't outgive us. We love this place. And thank you for coming. I... Jay asked me to minister today, and I uh, said, okay. By the way, the thing that happened with the city was another dream that eight or 10,000 people came out as the city and the church worked together for a witness in our community, an incredible thing. Listen, at first this may sound like Almost like you're in um, a classroom setting. Well, let's talk about the miraculous. What goes through your mind when you think of the miraculous? I'm sure from different denominations that there's all different kinds of feelings and interpretations. Some of you, the miraculous is so far removed, you have no definition. Divine healing, signs, and wonders. Let me lay some foundation for you this morning. Are you ready? 
This is not a Christmas message, but the angel Gabriel came to Mary. How can I insert myself among the people that I love? And the angel announced to Mary, this little 16 or 17-year-old girl, about his intention of a miraculous conception. (laughs) Can you imagine the overload that must have produced? After questions, hello, how many of you probably would have a few questions? After her questions, he then told her, as he tells us, with God, nothing shall be impossible. Do you believe that today? Then the angel left her. Now, At that time, I would want that other dimension to hang around a while, wouldn't you? I don't know why God does that. He tells us that miracles are available, and then He will draw the last miracle. And somehow in this natural dimension, we hack it out and still hold it in our hearts. Yes, I believe in the miraculous. Then why is this happening? The angel is gone. The shocking way that Jesus chose to come to this earth is repulsive to all other religions of the world. It's repulsive that God would insert himself in human flesh. Other religions, their gods are exalted and far removed. That God would literally merge the miraculous, another dimension, into stark humanity. That's the Christmas story. That another dimension would invade this one with an unexplainable truth. One dimension mixing with another. Angels, angels, and ignorant shepherds mixing together. Heaven and a one-horse town called Bethlehem. Thrones that are vacated in heaven and mangers in a smelly stall that are now occupied. How can God be God and mix your natural life with His supernatural power? Mary, a teenage girl with the same aspirations that any girl has, the anticipation of marriage, and yet, A supernatural seed implanted in her body. The admixture of it all. Listen, I'm going, I believe if you'll listen to me, maybe it will become a little easier for you to believe in miracles. Too many. The miraculous birth seemed very natural. They missed it. They had seen babies born before. They had heard mothers cry out in birth pains before. Sometimes miracles look so natural that we miss the supernatural part of it. It was natural, but to others, it seems so miraculous. An angelic announcement on a, on a hillside for shepherds. Bam! Another dimension comes into yours. A miraculous conception. Divine seed mixed with the egg of a natural woman. It brought magi from a distant land following a phenomenon in the sky. Now that's miraculous. Both natural and miraculous. Are you following me? Stay with me. So natural, but so supernatural. Heaven's reality 
busting through the thin membrane of confined humanity. You can't heal your son. You're so natural. And it resulted in Emmanuel, God with us. What a power. A miracle, if you're taking notes, is not a suspension of the natural. It is not at odds with the natural. A miracle does not suspend the natural. Wait a minute, preacher. We have put such distance. Churches and denominations have put such distance and barriers between the dimension in which God has placed us and the other dimensions that are beyond us. Scientists will tell you that there are many dimensions. And I'm here to tell you that God lives and has His being in every dimension. You can't go to the highest heavens that he's not there. And you cannot go to the lowest hell that he's not there. And at will, he can move from one dimension to the next. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Don't you die on me. Placate me, okay? The church either has swung its pendulum one way or the other. Since they can't explain the miraculous, they either deny it, or they pick and choose, or they believe that it ceased with the death of the last apostle. Or, they have seized it as charismatic acrobatic fanatics constantly trying to get God to pull a rabbit out of a hat. That's where we are. No wonder we're not having miracles. We swing from one end to the other. How many believe right now, Mommy, look into the face of that baby. You're holding a miracle in your hands. We are either trying to trump it up or pump it up. And when you do either one of them, you'll end up being puffed up. Somebody say amen. I'm going to take my jacket off. And when you do that, you can produce a church that is manipulative, fleshy, sensual, weak, ineffective. If you try to manipulate God, it will become easy for that church to manipulate one another. Are you following me? Stay with me. God is in control. Say it. If you're constantly trying to make something happen, we're in danger of losing the very thing that we desire. Have you seen Pentecostals do that? Hey, got to have a miracle. Look at your hand. It don't have any miracle in it. And after the service is over, it won't have any miracle in it. Miracles belong to the miracle worker. God himself. Go ahead. Some, I, I got one hand clap back there. Would you just get bold and just, yeah, I got it, preach it, man, I got it, preach it. Those of you that have come into the church feel like I need to say that and never really have heard me before. I was sitting out in the foyer and somebody said, oh, you've been in the church long? I said, well, actually, I've been in this church for 35 years. Really? Never did tell them. (laughs) If you take God's power into your hands, you will lose it. 
We are still a people like Moses. We will seek His face first, not His hand. When I seek His face, I get who He is. And He disperses from His hands what He has. That's better than that. Come on, church. You're scaring the liver out of me. I said just placate me. You visitors, I'm not mad. I got to go through this again. If I run down the aisle, I'm not, I'm not after you. If I do this, I'm not after you. You're safe. I won't call your name out. Cool your jets. This walk with God is joy unspeakable and full of glory. If you don't get excited about it, a lost drug addict is not going to get excited about it. My excitement is contained. Yeah, you dud head. I've seen you at Alabama football games. Get consistent. I don't mind you yelling at a football game, but I know something better than a football game. Jesus washed my sins away. Oh, come on, come on. Suzanne and I go across this country. I'll be honest with you. I feel like a, a, a Republican at a Democrat convention or to be politically correct, a Democrat at a Republican convention. People. One person. I thought that kind of preaching was over. I said it ain't. There's a fire shut up in my bones. I am not facetious to believe because I act like this, I'm under greater anointing. I just act like this. Come on, give the Lord a praise. Are you following me? I'm going to give you something if you listen. Mark, you need this bad, son. Having said all of that, for you to disown or to deny the miraculous is to dismantle God and to despise the gospel. We believe in miracles. We believe with His stripes we are healed. And we believe that He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Come on, church. The Word of God. Listen to me. Well, I just can't figure it out. Let me get my iPad or my intellect. The Word of God is not only to feed your intellect. The Word of God is to change your environment. Somebody help me. Hey, I'm preaching better by far than what you're doing to me. An entire generation a few months ago, I've been praying for God would help us, tuned into God TV and watched miracles happening in Lakeland, Florida. But they became disillusioned because of sin in the camp. Listen to me. This church, your pastor, Pastor Jay, wants and embraces and in need of the miraculous power of God. But the foundation of any move of God must find its roots at the foot of the cross. I'm not interested in popping corks. I'm interested at the foot of the cross crying, Holy, holy, holy. Hey, this is good. 
the test, the test of any revival must always be determined by the depth of repentance, not by the show of the miraculous. Somebody help me. Listen, I don't understand everything there is about the miraculous. I should have let one of you come up here and tell us. I've never been able to get on the backside of one totally. The secret things belong to the Lord. I don't know why, Grandma. I don't know why I went through 25 years of sickness. I had a wife in a wheelchair and prayed for other people and they'd get well. If you feel like you've got to know everything, you're already dead in the water. The secret things belong to the Lord once you put it in that file. But God did promise, listen, that the works that he did, I will do. That greater is the greater the works that these you will do if you believe on him and ask in his name. I refuse to let that go. Where's my authority? Right here. The Bible is not meant to get you into heaven. Let me sit down on that one. My God, what did he say? The Bible is not meant to get me into heaven. Blaspheme. No. The Bible is meant to get heaven into you. You are being informed by your feelings, by your circumstances. It's now time to start being informed by the word of a living God. With his stripes, you are healed. He sent his word, but grandma died. God bless grandma. She's in heaven. But I come back to the fact, let every man be a liar and God's word be true. What are you standing on? Somebody help me. Saw y'all hitting your watch. <laughs> you don't take an, an, an Einstein IQ to understand that the more a church will pray for people to be made well, to be healed, the more people will be healed. The less a church prays for people to be healed, the less people will be healed. If you eliminate altars, if you eliminate opportunities to believe and lay hands on the sick, God's not going to hey, I'm just going to do everything sovereignly. You got to press through the crowd. You got to believe God. It's getting quiet. Listen, there is no magical formula, no secret button. I don't carry miracles in my pockets, but I believe that God, in this biblically illiterate society, is about to break through. How do you know that? Because I believe he told me in my prayers. He told me, Jay, you need help. He told me that this is his church and he wants to get involved and do that which we cannot do. Do everything in this dimension and cry that the other dimension invade us and do what we cannot do. During worship at this church, I don't want to sound spooky, we were singing... His goodness is forever, forever. His kindness is forever. I, I know the voice of God. God seemed to speak to me, and I tapped Suzanne on the shoulder. I said, God just told me that I, he didn't give me detail. He said, I'm about to release my miraculous power into this sick country. That don't excite you? Well, let me shout for you. Hallelujah. 
You ready? You taking any notes or just not? Listen, Christianity, how many are Christian? Christianity is a miracle religion. Anything without it is a counterfeit. You can't take away the miracle aspects and make it Christian. Listen, all the other religions in a pluralistic society, Islam, Buddha, Hindu, listen to me. You can take away their claims to miracles and not affect one germ of their religion. It will remain the same. Islam claims some miracles. One of them is they claim Muhammad stride as a white stallion and he leapt from the dome of the rock and sparks flew everywhere as he crossed the heavens. Okay. But if you took away Islam's miracles, it would not change one iota. The mystical state of Buddhism does not affect its fundamental religion. It is a religion, in fact, that hates humanity. Buddhists don't want to heal humanity. They hate humanity. A Buddhist heaven is nirvana. That is, they long for the day that they can escape humanity. Our heaven is the celebration and the destiny of humanity. God became flesh and dwelt among us. Oh, somebody help me. Muhammad's religion is distance. That to please their God, you strap a bomb to your body and blow up another's with you. Our faith does not require that. He was blown up on the cross for for us so that we might live. Somebody help me. You're making me work, I'm telling you. Listen. If you take away the miraculous from Hinduism, from Buddhists, from Islam, you haven't changed their religion one bit. Listen to me, church. This is not an option. You take away the miraculous from Christianity, and you have destroyed it. You have annihilated it. You cannot not believe in miracles. You have absolutely nothing left. We have a miracle God who made a miracle proclamation, who produced a miracle salvation on the inside of you. We are a miraculous religion. So get your hands off of it and release it. There is a miraculous dimensional power in which the dimension in which you now live in, you sit in it right here. God puts you here. You hurt. You need some miracles. Listen, a miracle, if you're taking notes, does not suspend natural law. It does not disrupt your need of obedience in this dimension. Build this church as good as you can build it, buddy. Use all the techniques and skills you can get. But there is something. This is a living organism. We are not building a CEO corporation. This is an organism. It has the life of God in it. And we need the dimension of another world to touch us by His power again. Somebody say amen.
this laying a foundation. <laughs> listen, young people, listen to me. We believe in a God who is the cause and the source and the determination. Cause, source, and determination. The future, the all in all. He is Alpha. He is Omega. He is beginning. He is end. All the laws of nature exist in Him. This planet is not going to melt because He said, I will take care of it when I get there. Listen to me. All the laws of nature exist in Him. He spoke atoms into existence. The decrees of the universe rest in the palms of His hand. He says, I can breathe and the winds can shift. I can speak and the sun will stand still. All laws exist in me. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Therefore, He can use all the stuff around us for His advantage any time He gets ready to do it because He started it all. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. You miss miracle because sometimes it may look so natural. You follow me? You follow me? There's admixture. God would have it no other way. Can you, how many here, you can see the miraculous in a variegated leaf? Of a tree. How many see God in it? One of you? Two? Three? I like participation. I'm not trying to get you to do it. If you're tired, I understand. I'm tired too. Can you see God in the glimmer of a raindrop? Charismatics are looking for the biggie without first seeing God where they are. God wants to form in you a miracle mindset that it is as natural as breathing. I'm, I'm preaching today. I really am. How many have ever been in an airplane and you look down on the clouds? How many know that that's a miracle? Now listen to me, horn-rimmed glasses, egghead scientists, it's okay for them to study. What happens, what happens when, the, when these two clouds crash together and the particles do different stuff? This is what those clouds produce. I have no problem with that. Sit in school and get all that in your head. But the question is, not what happens when two clouds come together. It's who made those clouds. <laughs> Don't talk to me about the law of nature. Don't talk to me about... People said, you know, Mother Nature did that. Don't talk to me about Mother Nature. Talk to me about God who is Alpha and Omega. I'm not going to get to, you know me, I got another sermon, Mark. I'm not going to preach that one. Listen. Don't talk to me about the laws of nature. If you're not going to talk to me about the God who spoke nature into existence. Scientists and physicists would have nothing to talk about had God not put, in, put something here so they could talk about it. 
And they're smart. I tell you what, that's the dumbest I've ever heard in my life. How in the world can a scientist or a physicist study the reactions of things that they can't even explain its cause or its origin? You've got to be real smart to be that dumb. The laws of logic, intellect, and physics. You think the world's waiting for your incredible logic. I may say use it. But they only observe things that are already happening. They, they'd be out of a job if there wasn't stuff already happening. they just come along and say, oh, let me explain what's happening. And God says, hey! I said, let there be light! I started all of this. So that you could be a smart smart scientist. They have no explanation for cause or the start of things or the why. That's why Christianity, stay with me, is the most powerful reality in the world. Not Islam, not Buddhists, not Hindus, Christ followers. Listen to me. Listen to me. Miracles, you're taking notes, fall into two categories. You ready? Category one. Those that reflect the miraculous work of God that's going on in nature all the time anyway. You think it's something that's never going on before, don't you? Is that what you think a miracle is? Was that a miracle, what happened to you, missionary, that tribe? That's what I was going to talk about today, that God is going to send miracles in order to open up fields that were hard and tough before. That's another sermon. Yeah, I heard about people raising people from the dead. You know, the Bible did say Lazarus was raised from the dead. Was out of the grave. Lazarus came out of the grave. <laughs> you believe that? That's some, that's some fanatics. Really? What is that about? Martha, when Lazarus was put into the tomb, stay with me, and was there four days... Martha limited and thinking only in this dimension. If you think only in this, how many know your salvation did not happen to you because you thought in this dimension? How many know another dimension had to come into this dimension in order for you to be changed? Somebody help me. Hmm? How many know you tried to save yourself and pick yourself up by your own bootstraps and you could not do it? How many know that you passed from death unto life not because of what happened? It was not a quality decision you made. It was a supernatural dimension that invaded your natural dimension. Why was a cocaine addict like Suzanne suicidal and ready to kill herself? And in three years later, one trip to an altar set her free. And she was in India rescuing little girls out of slave prostitution. I'll tell you why. That's another dimension invaded this dimension mention and brought back a miracle. Woo! Come on, folks. My Lord, help me. I told Suzanne, preaching is killing me more all the time. Martha said, if you'd have been here, my brother would not have died. How I many like, buddy, when Jesus shows up and you got bad things going on, it's great to be accusatory, isn't it? God, God loved me. He would have healed him. You know what you're thinking in? You are a one-dimensional thinker. Jesus said, Martha, what? What? You believe I could raise him from the dead? Martha, again, one-dimensional, said, yes, you can do it, 
at the resurrection. He said, Martha, you're looking at the resurrection. I am the resurrection. Lazarus, come forth. You know what Jesus did? He simply speeded up the resurrection process. How many believe one day you're going to raise from the dead if you die? How many believe grandma's going to come out of that grave? What Jesus did is he suspended time. He just speeded up time. He said, I'm the resurrection, and what I'm going to do, what I'm ultimately going to do, I'm going to do now. Lazarus, get up. Get up. How many believe Jesus? If Jesus is in all dimensions, how many know he can speed up things? He can invade other dimensions. You wouldn't even be saved if he didn't do that. So don't talk to me about miracles. Some of you just, you're thinking. When the Lord himself shall appear, the dead in Christ will rise first. Those which shall remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air. So shall they ever be with the Lord. What Jesus did was, since he lives outside of time, he decided to speed up in this dimension what he is anyway, resurrection. How many know when you go out, springtime is resurrection? How many believe that? Don't tell me you don't believe in miracles. It's all around you. Death comes, flowers die. Spring hits, the sun rises, the ground gets warm, and up from the ground comes the flowers, once dead but alive. Listen. My little my little car car, you've probably seen her on Facebook. She's just an accident waiting to happen, it looks like sometimes. She just falls and puts stuff on her head, and she gets happy about it. Big old gay. Connor, my son, broke his arm. I don't want to sound gross. But that arm was twisted all the way around. We was in the, the deal, and the doctor, can the doctor heal him? Why was I at the doctor's office? Because the natural and the supernatural merge together sometimes. Why was I at the doctor's office? You think a doctor would say, I healed that boy. No, the doctor knew that there was another dimension that was already in play. That if he could get those two ends of bones together, that that healing would take place from another dimension. I heard him... When he snapped it, pop. Car, car. The doctor took out the infection. That's what the church needs. It needs all the infection to go. That's preventing healing. We got a, We got the germs of this world inside of us that is preventing what God wants to do. And you keep it clean, and then He created stitches. You want to know why? If he could get, God created skin. If he could get those skin together, he would do the healing. You think when, when he went back with his cast, the doctor said, I healed that boy. He didn't heal that boy. It was a natural working with the supernatural. What about when Jesus, when, when Peter cut off the ear of that guy, Malchus? Whack! Jesus simply picked up the ear, stuck it on the side of his head, and it said, stay there. Was that a miracle? Absolutely. You want to know what it was? It was a speeded up miracle that's already in process. Doctors could take an ear and put it back on. It just takes longer. It's blowing your mind, isn't it? Isn't this message blowing your mind? It's just blowing your mind, ain't it? But you're going to get radical about believing God. You're going to quit trying to be so spooky. The miracle worker is in the house. Today, do you believe it? You, you are a miracle. Jay, do you believe in ultimate healing? 
You believe that there will be no hospital rooms in heaven, Clark? They're not going to wheel grandma in a hospital and <laughs> as angels look at her. You don't believe that. Well, do you believe that other dimension that is awaiting ultimate healing cannot come down and speed up in this dimension? Speed up what ultimately will be his? Hmm? Do you? Do you? Listen to me. I know I'm taking away the spook from a lot of charismatics. Listen. Listen to me. You remember the fruit tree that, that, that Jesus went by with his disciples and had no fruit on the tree? Remember that? And Jesus saw it had no fruit. He spoke the word and the tree withered and died. And the disciples went. <laughs> Listen to me. You know what that was? That was in the natural process. What that was is a tree at that time that should be bearing fruit was already dead. It just takes a long time in our dimension for a tree to die. What Jesus did was just speed up the death. <laughs> you're going to get it some of you are going to walk out of here confused listen somebody comes up to you I'm not going to verify nor not verify. I saw angels. I saw angels. I saw angels. 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 I saw angels. And we Pentecostals go, yeah, I know you did. Listen. Listen. What's the big deal? You that got down this Pentecostal thing in balance. What's the deal about seeing an angel? How many know when you drop this robe of flesh, you're going to be in the presence of tens of thousands of angels. Why can't God bring that dimension into this dimension and let you see one right now? Somebody help me. What's the big deal? What's the big deal? What we do as Pentecostals, in, in, in the idea of intellect, we pick and choose. We're, we're afraid of fanaticism. I found out that it's easier to cool down a fanatic than it is to warm up a corpse any day. It'll kill you. Listen, I'm going to close here in a minute. I got two minutes. Some miracles reflect what is to come. When Peter walked on the water, what was that, Mark? You say, well, we ain't walking on the water in America. Well, I tell you why. We built, we, our money's built bridges. Why in the world would Jesus want you to walk on water? <laughs> we got bridges. How many know we're so skilled at it? We can build a church without him. But the day's coming when we're going to have to depend again on the incredible power and help of God. Yeah. I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you, church. The playing field is not going to be as level as you've seen it in the past. You hear me? What about him walking on water? That was, that was in another dimension of what is so common coming into this dimension. The day is coming when the entire molecular structure of all things will be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, you will drop morta uh, mortality and pick up immortality. Okay, what that is is a glimpse of what's going on there coming into here. It's no difference in water and land. What I'm saying is that the entire molecular structure will be changed in that moment. One day we will put off. What about Philip being transported from one place to the next? Whoop, whoop. He's here and then he's there. Well, let me ask you something. How do you explain one day the rapture of the church? <laughs> Are you going to check out of here and move from this dimension somewhere else pretty quick? Don't give me all of your little stuff. God's a miracle worker. What about Daniel in the lion's den? That speeded up time. 
There's a day when the lion will lay down with the lamb and the beast of the wild will be led by a little child. It's just bringing that dimension royality here. You're living in dual citizenship. We're in the world, but not of it. What does that mean? I'm in the world, but not of it. You're living in two dimensions. You're citizens of two dimensions at the same time. So you think it'd be hard today if you're sick for that dimension to touch your dimension? A miracle? Listen, it's 1031. Micah, you're doing good, son. You're doing good. Listen to me. I know there's a 30-minute deal, but I'm going to ask you this. Those of you, don't strain. It's as easy as breathing. Let that dimension come into your limitation. The model prayer was, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in the earth of me in the earth of me as is going on in heaven bring heaven and heaven's order inside of me stand with me church if you're here and you say thank you for that study I don't have to I don't have to feel like it's weird You are a miracle. Look at your hand. Hold your hand up. Look at it. Wiggle it around. Look at it. No scientist or robotic expert can ever improve on that. How many know your hand is a miracle? What do you need? Step out right now.